whining in yes i can hear you there we go can you see me hello yes i can see you hey come back here i'm talking to my dog hi cookie did you get a haircut today did you want to show miss eileen Aw, you get shaved. You get shaved. Oh, there you are. Now you want to go out? You want to go out now? Okay. Oh, little baby. Go. Okay. <laughs> little waddle. Little waddle. Yeah. Yeah, he waddles and he has a bad knee. So he like half waddles and half like gallop sideways <laughs> thing. It's weird. But he does this like sideways saunter waddle. <laughs> it's really adorable. That's also why he's fat. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of a mobility issue yeah how's it going oh it's it's going uh what a hell of a week it's been um yeah finally got my boss my old our old cfo out the door mm -hmm. nice i i by by the time friday came around i overslept by like two hours that morning because i was like i can't Oh, no. I was really tired. Oh. I've been working oh. five tens, five wow. ten hour days. Yeah, for wow. three weeks straight. And I wow. Friday was like the the end of the road for me. I'm like, I can't I can't deal with this. Um oh, my dog's rolling around. <laughs> Zaggy. Um, <laughs> she wants attention. Um, <laughs> I know. I just <laughs> oh god, of course she is. I just got home from running, running around, and uh, <clears throat> it's just me and her right now. My parents are back. Okay, they are nice. back. She's been getting a lot of attention all at once from more than one person, and so now she's mad that it's back to just being me, and I am not giving her <laughs> the attention that she feels she lovingly deserves all the time absolutely yeah mm -hmm. um aside from that it's been a it's been a lot of work it's been a lot of not not a lot of personal time or personal endeavors I tried I think the most the only thing I got to do for myself this week was re continue reading a book and that's kind of it like everything yeah. else just sitting on the back burner all week um yeah um oh in addition to that um so my superman from luxembourg mm -hmm. is in the mm -hmm. hospital in luxembourg with a kidney stone the size of a golf ball so he is not Ouch. coming right away um he actually had surgery this morning to remove it because they couldn't just do there's a process where they can break up the particles of it but it was so large that they had to go in and surgically remove it so, Ouch. and that's I got that news on Monday. Um, wow. Kind of like thrown, yeah. All things for a loop. It's also it's bought me more time in the sense of like he's not going to be here. He can't come here until he's medically cleared. Um, yeah, that could be a while. I mean, if they're basically doing surgery on his kidney, do they need to cut into the kidney to remove it, or what? No what are they going to well, do? From the sound of it, the kidney stone, the stone had already traveled into the urethra. So it's already oh, okay. released from the kidney. It was collecting in his bladder. So it wasn't, it was Ouch. just kind of like, yeah. 
and he was gonna have to pass that he actually last Sunday after you and I talked I had talked to him like an hour before and then he dropped off but I'm kind of used to that because of the time difference and the encryption with his with his devices from because his work controls pretty much everything uh, but then I come to find out Monday morning, it wasn't that he just went to sleep and I wasn't hearing from him. It was that he passed out in the middle of his driveway and his neighbors found him and took him to the hospital. He had been in so much pain for the last week. And he didn't, didn't say anything, anything to you? Nope. Didn't tell me anything. Um, I found out from his coworker who messaged me through his um, <clears throat> social media account to tell me like, in the hospital and it was like and then in addition to that I found out that last week he also did not tell me that uh his department is under investigation because one of his lower level employees uh was stealing was found to be stealing money from their company so he's been suspended as well as all of the other members of his division in accounting so a lot has happened <laughs> um, it's almost comical seems like like you can't make it up right yeah it's like I can't even I can't write this I couldn't write this in fiction I like I've been telling my mom about him yeah and my mother is like mother's like really excited about him I'm like but then she when she heard that she's like well you you got to be careful I was like yeah I know um how do you feel about the stuff that you found out? Like the fact that he's been suspended and like didn't tell you and I, anything like I understand that. Like, the not telling that? me part. I understand the not telling me part. I think um you know you're gonna tell people you're super close to if you have family first. Um and I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure that he probably that. Well, he already told me because I out I ousted him after his friend told me everything. I was like, so when were you gonna tell me like this laundry list of things? And uh and he said to me, it's like I was really embarrassed. I didn't want to tell you because I didn't want you to freak out and I didn't want you to think that like um that everything I told you was a lie or I'm like, okay, well, I'm actually I was less concerned. I'm like, I don't you haven't sent me like you're sending me money you're you're not I'm not benefiting from you monetarily at all this is not this has nothing to do with me this is more of like even if we were just friends I'd be worried about you you lost you're essentially on suspension under investigation for something you are you are stating you didn't do and you're high enough off up the food chain I'm like are you gonna get fired I'm more concerned about your well-being and then you end up in the hospital in addition to that so I'm like there was no uh there was no judgment on my behalf I was more of like how are you not having a a breakdown right now aside from being in the hospital how are you not having a breakdown right now so um and then something else came into the equation that I that made me a little bit concerned. I'm not above giving loaning people money for things. I'm really not. Um, if I know you well enough and I care about you, and if it's an emergency situation, I will loan you money. Um, 
and I, and he literally, the first thing he asked for me is like, I have to have surgery and my insurance, my medical coverage through my company has been cut off while I'm on suspension and they will not, um, the, hold on a second. My dog is eating my headphones in the background. One moment, please, before she's just sure. <laughs> she's like what <laughs> what's wrong it's fine <laughs> she's like you're not giving me any love and i don't appreciate it so i'm gonna destroy something in the background you break my heart i break yours yeah <laughs> um so but the first thing he asked me was um i need 28k because that is what Germany, this hospital in Germany is going to charge me because I don't have, I no longer, I'm not current for my company sponsored universal healthcare for this country. And I'm an immigrant. I'm not, not a German citizen. Um, Cause if it was a German citizen, it'd be a copay and they'd just go about it. So for this entire week, I loaned him some money but there was a part of, it gave me pause. It gave me pause. And I found myself crying poor mouth, as my mother would say, to basically be like, put a very, very strong, firm limit on how much I was willing to hand over. Now I still gave him $1,500. I gave him that. I'm like, you're going to have to ask somebody else because he was asking, he's like, can you call somebody, ask them if you can take out a loan. And I just found myself lying about my capabilities. And I realized I have a very, I have a very hard time. I'm generous, but this just, <clears throat> there's a lot of shame about giving your money away in my family. Like, um, if I had to ask for help, this is goes back, this goes as far back as like trying to ask my parents for help when I was on medical leave and they didn't pay me for three months. My dad, when I had to call him and ask for help, um, for to get through the two months of just needing my rent money, uh, my father, uh, pretty much read me the riot act over the phone, screamed at me for a good 45 minutes over the phone, um, telling me I was irresponsible and that I should have had a savings fund. Now, mind you, I was lucky to be making any, I wasn't making a living wage at that time. Um, and a lot of my colleagues had also been caught in similar situations where our job put us in harm's way, caused major injuries, and we were forced to be out on leave. And we didn't make enough to live on. Savings wasn't an option when you're lucky to be paying your bills every month. And <clears throat> I just remember I, I've gone through this shame spiral so that when it comes to giving people loans, even not expecting anybody to repay me. I try to have that expectation, but there's a huge anxiety behind it. 
every time I loan somebody money. And this is not the first time I've had to, since I've met him, where I've had to contribute to things like on a financial level, not at this, not this big, but I've had to because our correspondence, and I got some, luckily, I got to talk to somebody else that works for this company for the first time at, like, at length that day and asked about all the things that he'd been telling me, try, trying to find out if it's true. And his friend wasn't really, he was pretty candid about everything. I don't think he realized that I was not getting any information <clears throat> about it, but I, I've, I've given a lot of money since I've known him not given I've helped contribute like if we wanted to spend more time together I shelled out $500 to spend more time with him um because he had to pay his company to open up the encryption so we could talk and FaceTime for a lot longer not just a couple times and then watch the encryption kind of cut off our calls and there's just an there's an anxiety sitting in the background here of like I don't want this. I'd understand if it's temporary until he gets here and gets to be his 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 desire is to leave his company, let go of all uh, take his assets, everything he's earned from this company, <clears throat> and spend them the way he wants and work the way he wants and open up his own company. Good for you. Go ahead and do that. I'm not married to you, that is on you. Um, but this thing of like shelling out money long-term um, is something I, I have a problem with, which sucks. But it's also because I come from a space where when you give out money, when you are not making a large abundance, like the extras of things. It's one thing if you're making, the way my parents always portrayed it to me, they're like, if you are sitting pretty in a sense of you own a mortgage, you're not in debt, that's thing, then you loan out money to people. But that's not how life works, especially if you do care about people. I've given people gas money. I've paid for food for friends, for people who it's just, <clears throat> but large sums of money of any kind make me anxious, incredibly anxious. So that's kind of where I, I would like to explore that today. As to okay, we can okay. kind of push through. It sounds on. like we went from one boy drama to another. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> it's. And I'm still kind of in a weird, not in a weird headspace. I'm in a very numb headspace when it comes to any mm -hmm. sort of emotional response. <clears throat> I think the most emotional response I, I've had about him this week was just like the fear of like, my God, he can fucking die there. Nobody would know. You don't have, yeah. he has no, his mother is gone. She died six years ago. His biological father has had ne never had anything to do with him. I have no contact, nothing. Um, no one's in the country other than his colleagues and friends from work and his neighbors next door to him. 
It's yeah. like, even yeah. if I wasn't dating him, an attachment is is already been established. And it's like, yeah, I do care what happens to him. And that's terrifying. You're all by yourself and you have to have a major, major surgery to remove mm-hmm. something that is that literally actually could cause a lot more internal damage than people realize when kidney stones are that large. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but so you've made two comments now that make it sound like you're actually dating this person. Mm-hmm. Is that true? It's hard to date somebody when they're not here. Mm-hmm. I guess in some respect we are we are virtually dating each other, but it's still okay. not one of those things of like um I am still leaving everything very much up in the air okay not because I'm keen on going out and dating other people that's not it I just I haven't gotten that physical empathic read of him Mm -hmm. and that is incredibly important to me that is how I determine if it's if he's dangerous if there's other things that like you know over the internet mm-hmm. over facetime even if somebody has like good body language and good eye contact it's not the same mm-hmm. when you're in right. the presence of them right uh, right yeah so okay i was just curious yeah um you mentioned you said you loaned him the money so is he planning on paying you back mm-hmm. yes is there any conversation around that or just when I can, sorry. No more. He said, as soon as I am. So his plan is still to come here for a month. Apparently, even with that suspension, he is still allowed to go on that vacation. Cause it's already been planned. It's already been paid for all those things. Um, so he's still planning to come here. And he bas- he basically said to me, I will be giving, I will give you that money back when I am there. Cause I can give it back to you. I can, I can send it to you directly. Okay. It's not a, won't be an issue. Now that remains to be seen. Mm-hmm. I'm also okay. in the back of my mind prepared if I do not get it back. So if far- you don't get it back, go ahead. No, go ahead. If you don't get it back, what? If you don't get it back, how does that affect your goals? It puts me behind. It does. It puts me behind. It puts me about a month behind. It's a it's a fifteen hundred dollar. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm so. How do you feel about that? Shitty. Annoyed. Um. <laughs> yeah, I know. I do. But I also am yeah, looking at it I, as I made that choice. So mm-hmm. I, I just appreciate that. your your candor. <laughs> yeah, I I, so I, I wasn't made, laughing at you. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh no, I you can laugh at me all you want. It's but I I made that choice. Mm-hmm. Um, I could have said no. It could have mm-hmm. said absolutely not. I'm not giving you any any more money. I could have said no. I chose not to um why why did you choose not to why did you choose to give him the money um, 
because I I don't want him to die. And this was literally a like this has to happen, otherwise he's what was the hospital not gonna help him anymore? Like they're kicking you out of the waiting room yeah. if you don't cough out fifteen hundred dollars. Hmm. No, not fifteen, not me. So he had to ask other people for a lot more. Um, because it was twenty-eight thousand dollars that they needed up front. Um and I just, aside from just like pulling on my heartstrings, I know there's, I feel like there's something else there, but I don't know why I don't have a, I don't have a word for it. I don't have a analysis for it. Um, you said you've given him money before. Yeah. Um, in those instances where he asked for money and you gave it to him, why did you choose to do it at that time? For taking out the life or death factor, those other instances where you gave him money, what was um, the motivation for that? Spending more time, getting mm -hmm. more time together, that stuff. That's really what it was. Okay. It was getting more time together, uninterrupted. Um, I paid, I helped pay for hours of FaceTime so we could actually like watch movies together and it's just more time. Um, yeah. So in those instances, it sounds like you were also paying to meet one of your own needs to spend time with him. So it was an exchange for, yeah. or something that benefited both of you, but this somehow feels different. Yeah. Yeah. Those, yeah, those were definitely to benefit both of us. We we're both getting more time together. We were getting like five, six hours uninterrupted. It's, you know, a connect, a connection of some kind. I don't, this feels different. I think it leaves a bad taste in my mouth, this circumstance, because he asked me to go to a bank and try to take out a loan. And that was like, no, I, you, this is what I have that I can offer you, but don't push harder than this. Because a couple of manipulated. Bucks, I felt I was starting to feel a little bit manipulated and then I spit back at him and then he backed off and he went to find um he went to ask for help from other people and got more of it but I I felt almost like um he wasn't willing to if he kept pushing and pushing just it's almost like he was trying to see how far he could move that line with me mm. and I I don't appreciate that probably because um one I don't like being pushed around um but also two I've sold out a lot of money uh living under my parents roof to my brother to bail out my brother 
and this is something that has made that very hard for me to like I mean I've I've stopped my brother from getting his car towed and impounded because he didn't pay the bills on time I've uh I, I've shelled out my brother owes me eighteen hundred dollars he's borrowed some he's borrowed a significant amount of money from me and it was at the kind of the need to save to keep the peace actually um and i haven't loaned him a cent since um but i see it as money manipulation is a big thing losing my monetary stability makes me feel really unsafe and it makes me feel like even that no kind of that no matter how hard you work kind of thing um you can never seem to get your head above keep your head above water for long mm -hmm. that's and so yeah I felt like I was being manipulated a bit until he backed off um and it also frustrated me because as somebody who worked in the medical field for 10 years and was like a patient advocate for a really long time, I was just frustrated with the like, can't you just get this for me? And it's like, no, I can't just get that for you. And if you were smart, you go and talk to the, you'd have one of the social workers or the administrators in that hospital, even though their system's different, there is somebody who advocates for patients in there and could have talked the, the physicians down about their policy of having 100% of the payment upfront. They should have done that first. Um, did you tell them that? It did. Okay. Yeah. And I, and I believe, not believe, I know that that's part of the reason he just like, he was like, okay, okay, okay. It's like, but I don't like that. <clears throat> I'm a really resourceful person. I have to be. My life actually, in many ways, depends on it. It's financials, everything. I can't, I've never been able to lean on people like that. So my generosity goes far. But that kind of thing, it reminds me too much of my familial issues with having to give money mm -hmm. to bail somebody out. <clears throat> mm -hmm. So that stuff, yeah. I'm wondering then if that means we need to challenge what generosity means to you. Yeah. Because if generosity is something that harms <laughs> you, then is it being generous? Or is it to try to either avoid pain <clears throat> or avoid some type of unknown situation? Something you don't want to deal with or mess with. You mentioned before you bailed your brother out. Yeah. The money you spent on that was harmful, probably to both parties. Yeah. But you did that to avoid more pain in the in the house. <clears throat> Yeah, I did that to avoid or to help um, avail my dad's, my parents um, <clears throat> having a another divorce conversation because neither person was on their side, on each other's side. My mother protects my brother. 
my dad wants to throw him out on his ass because my grandfather treated my father that way. And my dad wasn't a delinquent, but my grandfather was a very, I didn't know him, but from what I've heard, <clears throat> he was a PTSD ridden orphan left in a orphanage by his mother who was a floozy and I mean that literally she had we are counting about 11 children just scattered all over the United States um <clears throat> she liked to live fast and loose and she left her children in orphanages all over the United States and my grandfather was one of them and he was a baby so I I that I've become generous I've become, I guess that's not generous. Money doesn't make things go away, but I, I will do, I've always done anything in my power to keep the fucking peace. And, and so, look, yeah. look what it's cost you. <clears throat> yeah, monetarily, it's cost me a lot. Um, but not, not just monetarily, but because of not having the resources you want to get out. Yeah. you're still here still doing this song and dance in this yeah in your house <clears throat> it helped run through um, I don't know what that was it helped run through my settlement money um a lot faster mm -hmm. uh obviously it's it's depleted my savings this time around yeah Yeah. Have, have, have there been times where you have given someone money or even not someone but a cause or an organization or something and doing that energetically just felt good yes yes okay there's, there's several um <clears throat> several instances in my life where I've just given money when I knew I didn't have one even if I didn't have a lot I've given it um the giving of the money lately, a lot of this feeling comes more as of recent events. Going bankrupt makes me feel this way about money. It really does. It's like mm -hmm. <clears throat> every time I think of the consequences of not having enough money, it goes back to that feeling. It goes back to being mm -hmm. in that courtroom. Mm -hmm. um, that's really what what is causing so much anxiety which is also why mm -hmm. by the way i'm not a um i'm not like i don't go gamble i don't go to a casino i've never been kind of one of those people i went to a casino once and i nearly had a heart attack i lost 200 dollars that i had put aside for gambling and i fucking couldn't stand it because mm -hmm. it's this thing of money is not mm -hmm. in abundance mm -hmm. yeah um and I don't believe which doesn't make a lot of sense because you have to gamble and take risks if you want to do something like the stock market and investments and all those things you have to be comfortable with risk <clears throat> mm -hmm. and I I struggle with that a lot mm -hmm. a lot I struggle with um money being used for things that are not tangible mm -hmm. it's 
So even though like I benefited from the money that I loaned him earlier before he got sick, um, Mm -hmm. because I was benefiting from that, it still felt like it's another, another money that gone out the door. More money going out Mm -hmm. the door. It's like, Mm -hmm. I, I can't even, I, I enjoyed it partially, but in the back of my mind, it was there of like, yeah, it's never coming back. Yeah. yeah, it's never coming back. Even though in his mind, when I voiced this to him, he's like, that's not true. I will give you all this money back when I am there. I'm like. Yeah, I will believe it when I see it kind of Yeah, thing. it is. Yeah. It's uh, believe it when I see it because it's like, I, I would love for him to give all the money I've given him back. Cause I could put that all in sa- all back in my savings account and just let it sit there. Well, not let it sit there, but continue to build. It g- brings me closer. And I've also told them too, it's like, every time you ask me for something, you are pulling me away from my goal to move out on my own. So it's met with a disclaimer. Every time I am giving him something, I'm like, you need to understand that you are pulling me away from my own freedom by doing this. Yeah. And a lot of people mm-hmm. won't do that, but I've gotten wise in saying, hey, this isn't this doesn't come with some sort of damage attached to it. It has mm-hmm. damage for my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> the thing I find interesting though is if I'm on the receiving end and I'm asking you for money, yeah. and you tell me you're harming me basically, but I'm letting you do this to me anyway. I know. Yeah. And you give me the money, it's like, all right, I got what I want. Yeah. So really that's not fair to you of you to put that on him because it's like, this is causing me harm, but I'm not going to stop myself from harming myself to do this for you. So your needs are more important than mine. And I'm telling you that. So you feel bad, but I'm still doing it. And most people don't feel bad. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Yeah. Not trying to be unkind and saying that, but it sounds like you're putting other people's needs above your own. And then voicing that, right? Mm-hmm. As like a I'm hurting myself, but I'm still gonna do this. Then how important is your goal to you? My goal is that's how it sounds. I know that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just I'm just voicing another way of looking at it. I'm not trying to be unkind or judgmental by any means. That's just a way to look at it from another angle. No, you're not you're not wrong. It sucks. Mm-hmm. Because it's once again, <clears throat> I'm notoriously overriding my own needs for other people. When in the reality, I was like, yes, I really need to move. I not just need, want <clears throat> for sanity, have to move out. Mm-hmm. Um, what I've heard, though, and what I've observed, it's not necessarily I am consciously choosing right to harm myself in order to help you. I don't think that's really what's happening. Mm-hmm. It's more of I'll give you this money because 
I'm afraid of something more than I am of not being able to move out. There's something here that's more important that I either want to avoid or want to continue to feel or something. There's something there that overrides this need. Mm -hmm. Your brain is like, this is more important. Maybe it's not telling you why, but there's a reason why. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I wish I had, I wish I knew why. <clears throat> because it, it it could just be familiarity it's not safe being mm -hmm. here but mm -hmm. it's familiar yeah mm -hmm. yeah and, and now since I have nothing safe outside of here um to to feel like I'm able to pull towards it also just could be this, like, I haven't found anything tangible. I haven't found a place that I have a good feeling about. And, and I'm like, nope, we're going to dive right in. Mm -hmm. it, it also could just be, it's like, I feel like I, I'm sabotaging myself because I want more time. Not time with family. It's not like... <clears throat> mm -hmm. It's not time right. with them. Right. Um, it's like more time to to rebuild. Cause like I don't I, I I thought about this the other day of coming back here was supposed to to rebuild, to get mm -hmm. through the trial, mm -hmm. to get through to get the settlement money, mm -hmm. to get a new job. I've done all those things, but I haven't rebuilt in the sense of, I didn't rebuild the, the very, very broken pieces mm -hmm. of myself that came out of that situation. I'm mm -hmm. not, I haven't been thriving in this at all. And I right. know that just from how my body has physically right. reacted since I've been back here. Right. Uh, <clears throat> right. And it's like, but that then begs the question again of if this is a toxic place, if this is a place full of asbestos, mm -hmm. I'm not going to be able to fix, I'm not going to be able to fix that broken person here mm -hmm. in a place that continues to stay toxic. It's just feeding the damage. Right. Now, if we look at that as a literal example, like you found out that this house you're living in actually does have asbestos and you can't, you cannot stay. You have to get out. Like if that happened tomorrow and somehow you had to find your own place. Yeah. How would you go about doing that? What, what could we do to make that happen? If right now, for some reason, you have to find a new place to live for circumstances you can't control. I'd have to go. I'd have to go see if I could request a loan truthfully. Mm -hmm. So we could get the, it's not that I couldn't, it's not that rent couldn't be paid or any of those things, but it would have to be, it's like, excuse me, there isn't enough money in the bank to, in my bank, uh, to go and move. I still have my father's, my father's, um, money that he's mm -hmm. decided to give me back to move out um but yeah I would have to I'd have to go and 
ask for a mm-hmm. loan or try to get a try to figure out how to consolidate everything debt wise mm-hmm. to bring payments down to bring all the, it's like there would have to be a couple different steps of like mm-hmm. how do we get all of this consolidated so it's manageable mm-hmm. at least for until things until the dust settles of moving mm-hmm. so that i can go back right. to being like okay right back to focusing on the the goal of working and becoming a coach and all all of those things down the road but yes right it would be it would be that because i have no furniture i have the desk that i'm sitting at here is the only the desk the chair all the things i'm sitting at right now these are all mine these are the only things that are mine everything else though i lost Mm -hmm. when i had to liquidate my entire life so i don't have anything i have nothing to my name um Mm -hmm. So that would be, and I'm not above that, but I also mm-hmm. am concerned that with the amount of debt that I do have, mm-hmm. that the odds of getting approvals for that are very, very low. Mm-hmm. That's more of the concern. Um, mm-hmm. Right. Not impossible. My point with asking, my point with asking that question isn't saying that that is an option. I'm not saying that one way or the other. But if push came to shove and you immediately needed to make a decision, you could make it happen. Yes. Once it's that dangerous in your mind. And I wonder if there's something to be said of, like you said, something you know, and it's kind of slowly toxic, but enough that I can still survive, if not thrive, better than the huge shock of uprooting and doing all of this big change at once is more comfortable. Death by a thousand cuts kind of thing which we're trying to get away from the, what is Mm -hmm. my version of comfortable is someone's version of torture. So trying Mm -hmm. to get away from, cause this isn't, it's not comfortable. It's that I'm used to being injured. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So even the thought then of not being injured, that's unknown to you. And maybe there's something scary about that, of going into that space of unknown territory. There is. It actually comes up when I, when I've had time to myself and I think about how I want to be as a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, I do grapple with the fact to feel like I'm too, I, it's like, how would I be as a coach if I wasn't so injured from life? Will I be a better coach or will I fall flat because the the ability to relate is gone. Um, I do. I struggle with that all the time. Of my worth being wrapped up in how and how damaged I, I feel, or how my experience has left their scars. And it is kind of sometimes of, especially if like, you know, the discussions we had in class and such is like opening. I'm opening a wound for people. Mm -hmm. Right. Reliving those every single time. Um, And on the subconscious, like the on the conscious level, I'm like, oh, I'm doing this to show, to teach. But the reality is, is that I'm inflicting a wound that I am re-inflicting that injury because I'm used to the injury. 
Yeah. And it's, it's no way to, it's not, it's no way to live. Mm-hmm. And it sucks because it's not, this is like, most people are unconscious of this, of their behavior fully. I'm somewhat, I have some unconscious moments, but the reality is, is I'm conscious for most of this. Mm-hmm. And that's what's so mm-hmm. frustrating mm-hmm. is that I know what's going on. I have no idea how to fucking stop it. Mm-hmm. Not a clue. Right. Been in therapy for years trying to figure this out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's like your brain almost hijacks yourself. You know what's going on, but something else is pulling the strings. Yeah, it's the same with, I've had an eating disorder since I was 10 years mm-hmm. old. I have hard mm-hmm. wiring my system for self-sabotage. And mm-hmm. no matter how much recovery and meetings and all those things I have been through, mm-hmm. I'm, I have to fight it every day. I'm fighting it right now. It's like I've, all the things that I know would eventually kill me are mm-hmm. still more comfortable than being like without something that is familiar, not healthy, mm-hmm. not, um, not satisfying, not, um, not supportive in any way, just familiar. Mm-hmm. I am, as I have told my therapist for, I'm the epitome of a kicked puppy. Mm-hmm. I'm used to being kicked been kicked for years and now I don't know what life is without the kicking I don't and it's not um that's why this is so hard Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's why also loaning money to somebody is I am more thinking that I'm getting scammed I have no proof of it but that's my first instinct my first instinct to be like oh you're just fucking me over you're just taking my money and running away and then as soon as and then the thought was i said to my mother the other day of like the thought is you're gonna take my money and then you're gonna see me in person and you're gonna make an excuse that oh you're not who i thought you were and run mm-hmm. i have no evidence to support that but i I'm used to that level of disappointment. I am used to it. This this session got real dark real fast. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. So where do we want to go from here? I I actually don't know. It's a good question. I mean, the goal is to not to not be like this. Right. So have the goal at the end of this of mm-hmm. regaining that freedom. Right. Mm-hmm. So the only way to get to that is to to override this part. Find mm-hmm. a way to override this part. I just don't. I mean, I I didn't get to meet with my therapist this week, so I think that's also mm-hmm. 
I, yeah. I get to do with her on Monday. So much broader conversation about this with her. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I feel though this idea with the money, right? This money mindset that we're kind of teasing out. Mm-hmm. That's not going to be something that gets solved overnight, right? I think it will take pulling out each of those things and looking at them and kind of recalibrating them a little differently. Yeah. I'm curious with the generosity piece, looking at these examples of like bailing your brother out. Mm-hmm. Was that generosity or was that for something else? Like you said, to keep the peace. Yeah. Keeping the peace. Reinforcing that your brother can not pay his bills and kind of not suffer the consequence from that mm-hmm. to a degree, yeah. right? Things like that. Yeah. So if it's really truly generosity, it's I'm giving away this money and I'm not expecting it to come back. Yeah. And that's okay. I'm okay yeah. with that, right? Yeah. If we're generous to the point that it's harmful, then it kind of makes you wonder, is this generosity or is this self-sabotage or something else going on here? Yeah. Right. So generosity, of course, you is at your disposal at any time. You can be as generous as you want at any point for as much or as little as you want. But if we're being generous and saying, if I'm giving you this money, it is without the expectation of it ever getting back. It's truly a gift. Yeah. And you take it and do with that as you will. And if you're at a point where you cannot do that, where you cannot part with that money without and be okay with not getting it back, then you don't give it away. Don't give it away. Yeah. And because then, go ahead. I was going to say having to be comfortable with the fact of somebody of seeing possibly somebody's ugly side, if you say no Mm -hmm. and they don't accept no. Mm -hmm. Um, right. and, and being firm about it if you cannot give it. Mm-hmm. The example that really keeps coming to mind for me is that analogy with the airplane and the masks coming down. If yeah. if someone's asking you money and it's basically turning into putting their mask on them before you put on your own. Yeah. Right. And then you, you say, no, I can't do that because I got to put my own mask on first mm-hmm. and they lose their shit then you know something really about that person. You've learned valuable information about that person. Yeah. Because if this Mr. Superman, if you had said, no, I can't give you anything at all. And he was a dick about it. (laughs) Then, you know, that's not something you want in your life. Right. Yeah. It could, it could be in your favor. If you are willing to hold that boundary and here's the easier said than done. Right. And not be so emotionally invested in their response. Yeah. Just nope and see what they do. Like a almost like a test, a diagnostic measure. Yeah. Who this person is. Of say, no, I have nothing. Or no, you know, they can't give you anything. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be like that per se of no, I don't want to go away. <laughs> but it's like, yeah. man, I really wish oh. I could. I wish I was in a position to do that, but. I can barely afford what I'm doing right now. I cannot afford to part with that much. I'm super sorry. If there are other things I can do to help, let me know, you know, and maybe have a, have a conversation, but still hold your boundary. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping it doesn't come up again with him. I really am hoping it won't, but it might. Even if it doesn't. 
are there other arenas in your life where you could use that for the future, right? If that's my standard of this is what generosity means to me, Mm -hmm. I have, it's giving something that doesn't harm me in the process. Maybe it stings a little bit, but if I'm doing it for something like donating to cancer research or something or Parkinson's or things like that, where like, I can feel good about this might hurt my budget a little bit, but it's not like harming me. And also I feel good where this is going yeah. versus if I have to take a risk and I'm feeling like, eh, if I yeah. don't really full feel comfortable or trust that this is going to be used for what I think it is, mm-hmm. then is it generosity or is it trying to meet a different need? Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Cause I don't, I have no qualms with, you know, donating to politics or, or medical causes or any of those things. I have no issues with that. Right. Just, and I really don't have issues giving help to like my long-term friendships, like people I've known mm-hmm. forever. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. ask for that back. Um, mm-hmm. Just my, just my brother, really. And now this guy, and now this guy. Now, is there some type of dollar amount in your head that kind of sets the alarms off for you? Like if it's like 50 bucks versus like 3,000, you know? We're talking like thousands, thousands that's the Mm -hmm. alarm bell. Um, Or like if somebody asked you outright for $900, that's that's a flag for me. My limit is like 500 bucks. Cause that's like $500 a lot of times is something you need to fix your car. It's like, mm-hmm. it's yeah, right. that is, right. that's less of a concern than thousands, right. thousands of dollars is where I'm like, are you, is there a hit on your head somewhere? Is there a, mm-hmm. you owe some sort of loan shark <laughs> or, right. you know, what are you doing with this? Um, yeah. So maybe the limit's 900. Maybe I hear a limit over 900. My, yeah, my, my, uh, my airplane mask needs to come down. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's the altitude. I need that mask to come down at kind of yeah. thing. And that number can change. You know, you can sleep, sleep on it and decide, no, that number is $200 or whatever, whatever you want. Right. But that way, you know, Oh, that's the number. Well, and also too, it's like when you're in a, a more financially stable place that number moves mm-hmm. around differently because it's like well yeah i have i'm okay i'm not worried mm-hmm. that i'm not gonna be able to pay for something mm-hmm. um but it is the worry of like not just goals not being met but also just where's right. my like my emergency right. which i've already had several which i've already had mm-hmm. several since we started this process which just was so fucking frustrating I know that's also this thing of like, there's guilt behind it because I'm like, well, I have to pay my own medical bills. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I pay my own yeah. medical bills. I have to pay my own taxes. I have to do all those things and and be prepared for that. And right. so it matters. And just tough yeah 
Being a grown up is no fun. No, it's not. Um, although being an adolescent for me was not that fun either. Honestly, I felt like a grown up when I was an adolescent. Mm-hmm. I've been paying rent and bills since I was about 16. Like mm-hmm. my parents, I don't know what that's about, but they, they started implementing that when I was really young um, and they never let go of it. They just were like, we work, you work. So. I'm curious if down the road, when you're in your own place and you have time to kind of sort this out more, like get it all out and look at it, like mm-hmm. how you really feel about those values, how you really feel about how you look at money versus how they look at money and how you want to kind of mold and fashion that for yourself, what you really think is a good, healthy way to go about it rather than feeling the imprint of your family because it's yeah. hard not to in your house right now right it surrounds you all the time but when you're at a space where you can breathe and actually look at it look it in the eye yeah see what you really think well that and also just um I I will say this because we we're out of time but I resent the fact that at my worst in life my family wasn't lenient at all when like things were really I was out of a job I was sick I was injured none of those things my family wasn't lenient at all and I don't want to be like that that's that's um it's not about being lackadaisical about it it's that there's the people in my life are all about getting theirs and you should be in some respect to protect yourself. But they're my parents. Mm-hmm. And the amount of money that I'd given them over the years, it's like, you'd rather see me in debt and bankrupt if I had a house than maybe have thrown me a bone for a couple of months and not charge me rent so I could actually like rebuild. Mm-hmm. And they wouldn't do it so I I resent them quite a bit over that Um, perhaps that's part of why you give money away because you don't want to be like that when someone else is really struggling you don't want to be the one that doesn't give any leniency yeah but if that's the case then why does it still feel so bad Mm. you think you would feel good about being like I'm not gonna be like my parents but it still harms you, right? Because now you're behind on your goals. Yeah. That's right. That's It's a catch-22. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this was fun. <laughs> this was getting deep into my into my psyche money is a tough one it is it's a tough one yeah that's okay we'll get there yeah we'll get there i'm surprised my dog stopped barking for a minute (laughs) she's just asleep now she's just sleep staring Uh, at dog's life man yeah i know (laughs) 
must be nice. That's a really mm-hmm. nice way to live. Mm-hmm. She's just sitting there, sitting pretty. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just got to find us sugar daddy like our dogs have. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there are people that do that. And I'm like, but at what cost to you of being, because there, there are services out there called sugar babies. I'm like, oh my God. We all think about it in theory, but it's like, what is it? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. I think I'd rather be, I'd rather sugar be babies means... in, in influencer. Well, that's where like OnlyFans and stuff comes from too, is that that's people like, I'm going to monetize off of this because I need to pay my bills. It's like, okay, well you do you. I wouldn't know what to do with that. I <laughs> wouldn't know what to do with that. Have to marry start with the ymca see how that goes really. <laughs> the chicken dance <laughs> i will dance for 20 dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that'd be really that that would be an interesting only fans to start and play i'll dance for 20 bucks <laughs> but it must be one of these four yeah one <laughs> of these four exactly exactly <laughs> Be good that would be good you never know mom might be someone's kink you never know <laughs> oh you'd be surprised there's some weird ones out there yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's funny all right miss. <sighs> okay deep breath yeah yep just want to meet back again same time same time next week dissect this or anything you want to take away and take into the week what do you think i have i just have a lot to think about mostly a lot to think about more deeply about why about my actions with money right now Mm -hmm. i think last week we talked about like talking to money or having a conversation with money yeah. Maybe that's something to continue to look at. Yeah. Really like really journaling perhaps about money and what you like about it, what you don't like about it, things you're proud of that you've done with money, things that frustrate you that you've done with money. Like the whole the whole piece, multi multifunctional. Yeah. Multifaceted, I should say. Look at yeah. it from all the angles. Yeah, and this week we'll actually have some headspace to do that. I didn't get anywhere near a journal last week. So right. okay. Uh, so that'll be cool. something we'll take into the following week. Okay, cool. Famous. How are you doing? Say what? Uh, uh, I'm all right. I'm all right. <laughs> Overwhelmed, kind of all right, or just yeah I have not been working on my stuff like I should be mm-hmm. so that's got me feeling overwhelmed and guilty feeling like a lot of burnout the past like two weeks I've just been really tired like falling asleep at like seven o'clock I could come home and I just, just sit there and don't want to do anything right which I think is normal but also maybe it's a change in the weather or the season I don't know but the past couple of weeks have been um extra extra angsty I've also been in class 
So I think that's part of it. My social battery gets drained. So I come home and yeah. I'm just like, I hate everybody. <laughs> yeah. So I'm hoping to get some work done this weekend. We'll see how that goes. But and my grandparents not, say what? If not, it's not a bad thing to take a break when you're burnt out. Yeah, the program is structured where it's like by the like weeks one and two, you should have this done. By weeks three and four, you should have this done. By weeks five and six, you should have this done. Mm-hmm. So it's an eight-week program. And then I guess after eight weeks, you can't do the like live calls anymore or something, Whoa. which I think is weird because they post it in this in this group. So unless you're kicking me out of the group, which maybe they do, like, how do you... stop me from like how do you stop me from getting on the calls if you're posting the link in the group but I don't know how that works I may be missing something about that but I haven't really gotten a whole lot of support in that arena like Mm -hmm. I have a point coach but I don't I I don't think she's really there to help me do the work more as just to help keep me accountable and go Mm -hmm. back and forth on some stuff but it's really more about just keep moving she's been sort of helpful but not like not to the level I would prefer, but that's yeah. okay. I don't, I haven't really asked her about that per se. So that's kind of on me, but my grandparents are in town. And I think that's part of the overwhelm to the schedule. Cause of course, once you have family in town, you got to drop everything you're doing and be available for them. Yeah. Right. Which I had already been kind of planning, but it kind of hits a little bit more. I think now that I realize I've got that my full-time job, this HIC stuff, coaching my clients mm-hmm. now it's just like I've been feeling it a lot like I got a lot of stuff going on yeah mm-hmm. so um so the, my grandparents are in town because they were going to go through to Arizona to visit my grandmother's sister mm-hmm. um she was in hospice and you know things things were getting tough and they were hoping to see her before they like thinking that this is the last time they're going to basically see her yeah. right she's on her way out yeah well it turns out she died last week on like Tuesday or Wednesday. So yeah. So this trip that my grandparents were taking to go see her now, they, they didn't get there in time, unfortunately. So they're just staying put and I guess staying, I guess they're going to do some type of service over zoom. So they're going to attend through zoom or something. I don't know about that, but they're still kind of in town and we're still going to see them. But, um, this past Sunday. So it must've been, we had our call last Sunday. Maybe it was Saturday. Did I tell you about this Saturday with you? No, Saturday, Saturday, but yeah, well, Sunday, I think we had our call. And then later that night we went to dinner Mm -hmm. with my grandparents and my cousin my cousin has two kids and she's been on the liver transplant list for a while. She's been struggling with like, yeah, liver failure. She's probably I said 84. So she's eight years older than me. Mm-hmm. Um, and somehow or another throughout the conversation, it came to light that I guess she and I are both O, o blood types. Wow. Um, so I don't think she, I don't know if she's O negative or not. I don't know for sure, but, um, we're both in the same blood type. So I guess there's a possibility that I could donate mm. for her liver. And so I've been going through that whole process this week and that's been weighing on my mind a lot, <laughs> like all of that. Yeah. So making a lot of calls about that. I still, I guess, have a lot of work to do on my own health before I'm eligible to donate. 
mm-hmm. but it's it is doable and I guess worth doing because of the circumstances of my cousin being on the transplant list she's more likely to get a liver from a living donor like if I tried to do that versus yeah. waiting where she's at on the list mm-hmm. so I'm trying to figure out what to do with that <laughs> and how that affects things yeah 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 so that's how I'm doing <laughs> yeah that's some overwhelm it's a major mm-hmm. overwhelm there um and a lot yeah. of very serious kind of yeah serious yeah. thing trying to con- yeah you need a break yeah. you need a break I do <laughs> Some people keep telling me take a vacation I'm like I yeah. don't want to do that <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I know most of us. Yeah. You don't. I don't know what that is. I don't know what a vacation is. Haven't had one in years. Yeah. I will say yeah. though, um, kind of like with family coming in town, kind of forcing you to kind of, you have to take mm-hmm. a beat. I, I will say, you know, being burnt out and having your family kind of, like, give yourself the opportunity to read the signs that your body's telling you to do, because reality mm-hmm. is is that we can. I'll say this from experience of we're trying to push through burnout. Mm-hmm. It does more harm than good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It does a lot of physical harm. I mean, a lot of, yeah. there's a lot of things about, oh, mentally what it does to you, but it really does do physical damage when we mm-hmm. keep pushing like that. Yeah. And I know it's hard because you've got all these things stacked up and you have all these deadlines that you're trying to meet. But the reality mm-hmm. is, with the exception of the eight-week program, which, you know, that that's the toughest, that's the toughest deadline there. But everything else yeah. is still going to be there if you take some time to yourself. Yeah. Because except the stupid day job, man. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. But no. but you've talked about many how your goal is to never mm-hmm. have to work for this again. So the reality yes. too, if you want to yes. start phasing that world out, mm-hmm. taking time off for sick leave and things like that, trying to push yourself to take that, take time off is also mm-hmm. a signal to them of like, Hey, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm getting ready to exit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause that's taking time out for yourself. That's really like mm-hmm. the best fuck you to your employer of like, Hey, <laughs> look, um, yeah, I need a, t- yeah. I need a time out and I'm going to take yeah. it whether you whether yeah. you're comfortable with it or not yeah yeah it's easy I well know really it's... what I've been go ahead no go ahead really what I've been thinking about is because with all of this stuff with my cousin and her liver I'm noticing more this tendency I have to what I call save the world mode Mm-hmm. <laughs> where like I I don't go to sleep at night because my brain is wired of how do I solve this very big problem right now yeah. right go 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 I could do this I could do this I could do that I could do this which I've really tried to challenge of well that means I just solve problems right look at me thinking all these things right that's a good thing right look at all these things I'm trying to do but I've learned on the one hand as much as I might hardcore think about my problems I can't solve them until the morning anyway. <laughs> so yeah. try to relax and go to sleep. And that's kind of helped a little bit. Yeah. The other thing I've come to realize is that save the world mode of where I'm putting all this energy into solving this problem is because I want the problem to go away mm-hmm. because 
it's I'm anxious about the problem, right? And for a long time, I thought that the anxiety, like my only response was flight. Like if something scares me, I run away. Mm -hmm. I'm like, this is actually more of a fight response in my brain of I'm trying to fight the problem by thinking about it super hard and coming up with solutions, making drastic changes immediately. Mm -hmm. Right. So I I sleep on it and I wake up and I'm like, Charles, I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to go work at FedEx so I can lose a bunch of weight and I can like all these big, like drastic changes. And I'm like, I know that this isn't boys. I shouldn't be doing this. I want to do this so bad right now. Fix the <laughs> and so I'm trying to like, okay, I might be feeling this, but I'm not going to do anything with it. I'm just going to let it kind of pass and right. then reevaluate and look at it again. So I'm trying to kind of learn how to deal with that a little better. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I'm not going off and doing crazy things, but there is a part of me that wonders if maybe I find something that's maybe more part-time hours, maybe like 30 hours, 35 Mm -hmm. So that gets me into something where I'm moving more because the goal is to lose probably about 20 or 30 pounds in the next mm -hmm. six months in order to be viable to potentially donate. Okay. So my anxious brain is saying, you need to do this immediately because Jamie, my cousin, is on the liver transplant list. That means her liver's failing and she could die, right? Oh my God, freaking out about that. Yeah, yeah. She's still on the list either way. So if I'm doing this and something happens and a deceased liver is available, she's going to get it anyway. Yeah. So I can work for it and possibly we could get something arranged or she might get one other means. So either way, she's going to get something, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I don't want to turn around and lose the weight in an unhealthy manner, right? Because if that gets me to, I lose the weight in a month. Then I go get my blood work done. And now my numbers are all out of whack because I like yeah. freaked my body out to lose weight rapidly. That's not good either, right? Mm -hmm. So I have to do it in a way that's healthy and sustainable, mm -hmm. but also not, you know, I need to keep moving on it so I can get it done sooner rather than later so she mm -hmm. can get her liver and not potentially be waiting longer than she needs to, right? So what are ways I could do to make that happen, right? So since I hate my job, maybe I get something else or maybe I get something with less hours so that I can focus on other things, but can we afford to with the money and blah, blah, blah. So that's where I'm at. <laughs> what? No, I'm not. I'm just like, wow. <laughs> the shake in my head is like, wow. Okay. Um, this is why you go first. <laughs> Yes, this is why I go first. But you also haven't had a call with me in a while. So do you want one? Yes. Do you want a call? Yeah, probably. Yeah. But we don't have to do this today. This is just what's uh, going on in my mind. No, absolutely. But if if you want if you want to do a call, you'll have you can have my undivided attention and we can go through this and help you map out, get a path cleared somewhere yeah. in this. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to decide really like, I know what to do to yeah. get healthier. I already know the what. It's more of staying focused and accountable to it mm -hmm. and also dealing with it as I go through it, right? Because let's say mm -hmm. I am able to do this like come March or April. The thought is probably over the next six months because my mom um, will be out of school by the time I kind of can get this process started, right? Mm -hmm. So 
start to finish best case scenario if I walk in and I'm like I'm ready and they do all this testing it could take like two or three months right yeah. best case scenario mm-hmm. so that's something where I start to go forward on this like March or April mm-hmm. that gives me between now and March or now in April yeah. gotta get it together right and that's a good amount of time you know moderate making progress but not so crazy that I'm doing damage to myself Right. Yeah. So then if I can't have that surgery, my mom will be out of school and she can go up with Den- to Denver with me because it has to be in Denver yeah. and all of that stuff. So, okay. Between now and then, how do I stay on track and get to where I need to be? Mm-hmm. And also let's say I can do this. Oh God, they're going to take some organ out of my body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how am I processing that? Right. Yeah. A, a uh, vital organ and the recovery mm-hmm. of that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So those are the big things is like, if it's that important, what do I do to make it happen? Right. What do I need to, what levers do I need to pull? Right. What tools do I need? What um, structure do I need to create to make it happen? So that's where my brain is at. So yeah, if you want to hear about livers and stuff, we can talk about that. Sure. We can, we can. Talk about livers. We can talk about a path on <laughs> there on that road and yeah, see what's plausible. Cause yeah, you, you, if you've ever tried to lose weight before, most of us know how to do it, but it's, that's not it. It's right. It is all the other stuff that comes up. It's with the it. other stuff. And it's the, um, six months sometimes is a really short, short turnaround for what your body wants you to do so Mm -hmm. yeah well you know where to find me if you'd like to have a call no i probably should do something i've been thinking about that um i don't know if there's a time maybe this week you're available for that yeah um we could do like a back-to-back call next week that's an option too. We could do that too. Uh, let's see. I do have this week's finally a little bit better. Jeez, life. Um, I can do any time after hours, Tuesday through Thursday next week, if you've got any time then, or we can do the weekend. I'll try Thursday. Okay. Do Thursday. Just send me your link. Yeah. Oh, yeah, let's do that. Uh, just so you're not just so it's not just spinning in the head, in your head. Yeah, right. this is not the first time something has been spinning in my head. So I'm trying to like. <laughs> we're all we're all Little in brain. it together. What can I say? Yeah, brain, silly brain. I know you're trying. You mean well. <laughs> Brain's like. Well, madam, <laughs> we're in this together, but one per- one's <laughs> going faster than the other, essentially. Yeah. Yes. That's so, yeah, quite the dissonance for sure. Yeah. I know. It's like, all right, I'm going to shoot you. I'll send you my Calend- Calendly link. Cool. Whatever. Okay. I got to update the. I have to update the times on there because I haven't been doing Thursdays, but. I'll put it on there for you. Okay. Cool. Okay. All right. Okay. All right, miss. In the meantime, hang in there. 
same give your brain give your brain a break a little bit before you go and and spin with it um and then we will chat spinning a little bit less throughout the week because i've been like yeah i've just been working it a little bit more you know and like trying to come to terms with this is still going to take some time and all i can really do is what i'm doing right now right and one day at a time that's all i can do and somehow figure out how to be okay with that that's where i'm at (laughs) i understand i totally understand um it's but also don't don't think about it to the point where you're so burnt out that you can't think anymore dang it Eileen that's my mo I know <laughs> don't it take this from me <laughs> I'm not encouraging it so <laughs> all right I just sent you my link in the, okay. the, the Facebook chat all right I'm gonna let you go but yeah. uh we will talk or we'll talk later this week okay okay sounds good bye all right take care talk to you later bye, bye. see ya <laughs>